And so learning about the mitzvah of Tfilin. And we saw that the Torah repeats the mitzvah of Tfilin in four different places. And that's how we have four parishes in the Tfilin. Each one is connected to one of the times that we have the parish of Tfilin in the Torah. And obviously we understand the Torah is not just being repetitive. And if that's the case, if there's a point of having something as a reminder, as an so it means each parasha there's something for us to remember from which means each of the four parashas there's something that is a, another element of what we have to have in mind when we're to and what's fascinating is the Gemara in Brabus and Davod talks about the fact that HaKadosh Baruch also is Tfilin it says HaKadosh Baruch is Meniach Tfilin and the Gemara there asks, okay, what the in is, we have the passions which talk about the Shavach of HaKadosh Baruch But what's written in HaKadosh Baruch Hu So the Gemara suggests a number of Pesachim. But the Gemara's Maskana is that there's four bottom in Hashem's Tfilin too. And what's written in them? In the one by it says, two Pesachim, both of them, Kompashos Vizchana. The first Pesachim says, Kimi Goy Gadol. Which great nation like us, Hashem close to them whenever we dominate him. Which great nation has mitzvahs and chukim like we do, like Hashem commanded us. That's one bias. The second bias is the pasuk at the end of the Zebrach, Hashrecha Yisrael, Mika Meicha. Hashrecha Yisrael, who's like you? And the pasuk, Mika Amcha Yisrael, Goyachad Boritz, who's like Yisrael is one nation, that's in Shmuel. So even though this took him a little near each other than that, they incorporated into the second base. The third base is the pasuk again by Shmuel. Oya nisa lekin the boy lekachos legoyim yikere of goy have Hashem ever tried to go and take one nation from another nation like He did for you when He took care of Mitzrayim. And the last by the last uh, base of Hashem's Tfilin is the pasuk at the end of Kisavoy, at the end of the brachas of the sitcha Elyon Alko Ameyarts. To make you a bath, an alien, supreme to all the other nations in the world. So those are the four batim in Hashem's Tfilin. And the obvious question is, what, are they, what does that mean? Or wh- wh- why are these Psukim chosen uh, to talk about the batim in Hashem's Tfilin? There are other Psukim which talk about the praise of Klai Yisrael too, which aren't mentioned here. So why are these the Psukim chosen? That's the first question. And then the second question is going to be, how do they line up with that Tfilin? You know, it's not just a random four psukim in at or parshin atfilin. Random four psukim in Hashem's tfilin means that there's a connection between the two of them. So let's look at the four parshas of atfilin and see what's the ik and the kud of each parsha, and based on that we can understand what that parsha of tfilin is there to remind us, and then we can try and work out what's the comparison to tfilin on the shmorah chazer. Is it like a which order we go in the parshas? No, the parshas are the same parshas. Which order we put them in? It's just a it's just a question of placement. But what the message of each parsha is the same parsha, same message. So we have the first parsha is Kadesh, the second parsha is Kavirah, the third parsha is Shema, and we have Rashi, and the fourth parsha is Vayim Shemay. So the easiest one to understand is the last one is Vayim Shemay. Vayim Shemay is very clear. It's the the tad of if you. Do what Hakadosh Baruch wants you to, you'll be rewarded, and if you don't, you'll be punished. And therefore, uh, having told us that, that if you listen to Hashem and the Satik, you know, the Satik Taratzachim, 
they're going to get rain and you'll eat. And if you're not, the Chayaf Hashem Bechem, and then there won't be rain. The, the two sides of punishment and reward, and reward, reward and punishment, are net. And the Pasuk says, That's one thing you have to remember. And what do you mean by that? That when a person says, So he's referring to Hashem in the capacity of the king, in the capacity of a melech. Because the melech makes rules and the melech makes punishments. And therefore, so these are the laws, and if you accept them, this is what happens. If you don't, this is the punishment. That, that's the, the, the way we relate to Akhadish Baruch as a melech. And if we relate to Akhadish Baruch as a melech, then we have that, uh, we have that awareness of what you're to do, what you're to do, on the one side. And on the other side, the, the, the threat of what's going to happen if we don't. So that's one way we have of relating to Hashem. As a melech, or if you want to talk about the middle, which a person relates to a king, it's the middle. So yira, yira means there's a potential to be punished if you don't obey. And therefore, that's that, that's the the side of Pashas Vahayim Shemayim. Relating to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as a melech, or for middle relating to Hashem for middle sayira. The second, the next Pashas in Shema is the uh, next Pashas between the Pashas of Shema, the Pashas of Shema. So there's two main features in the Pashas of the Shema. The first one is. It's only when it talks about the concept of Hashem Echad, Hashem Echad, Hashem Echad, and Vahafta Hashem Echad. And then on those two points, that Hashem is, there's Hashem Echad, and you meant to love Hashem, and then the Torah, and that we have again, Lakshat Mansvedech, with Tavis Menelech. And therefore, so here we have the operative meter. The operative meter which a person is meant to feel towards Hashem, besides for the year we already spoke about, the second meter is Abba, Vahafta Hashem Echad. And if you're going to talk about how that, how we envision Hashem, how we relate to Him through Abba, it means like a father. And therefore, there's a second middle. And why do we say Hashem Echad? It's to do, to do that uh, Abba and Echad is the same gematria, and to do that the concept is the same concept. That something which is unique, and there's only one of that, that, that makes it something special. There's a special relationship because it's, it's, it's irreplaceable. There's only one. And therefore, the second one we can relate to the Torah, which is the second symbol of the Torah is to relate to the Torah. That's also something we remember. The third Pashan Tfilin is Pashas, again, we're going backwards, Pashas Vayaki Vecha. Vayaki Vecha, where the whole Pashan Be'etzim is talking with Yisrael Mitzrayim. It's Mitzrayim takes you into Yisrael, and you're on all the business you're doing, and you're going to say, and you're going to say, and you're going to say, and therefore, I don't want to say that's out of Mitzrayim, and Hashem is called the Bechor Mitzrayim, and that's why I'm going to be prayed in my Bechor, and that should be an Isla Yedechel to Tavis Ben Here also, it should be a dinner of Tfilin, afterward Tfilin, to remember that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. And what's the middle of, of Hashem taking us out of Mitzrayim? That that's the parish of Tfilin's that to humanity says Mitzrayim. So the, we're referring, we're looking at Hashem now as the Goyal, as the one who redeems us, as the Mashiach, as the one who saves us, the one who redeems us, and therefore, just like it took us out of Mitzrayim, so we're remembering the fact that Hashem is the Koyach to save us, Hashem is the Koyach to, to redeem us, and therefore the the way we relate to Kodesh Baruch Hu is, like I said, it's the Goyal, the Melech and the Mashiach, the one who saves us, the one who will save us again in the future. And the middle, 
this is the important point. What's the middle with, with, with which relates Hakadosh Baruch as the Goyel? In other words, even now, when you want Hashem to, so to speak, display Himself as the one who saves us, as the Goyel, so what middle do we relate to that uh, that aspect of Hakadosh Baruch And the answer is Imana. As Imana, the what Hakadosh Baruch wants from us is to rely on Him that He's going to save us, and that's and that's the middle with which we're going to get saved. It's a dirt that uh Basil writes in his book uh the Mashikha that what Kodish Baruch needs from Kai Israel in order to allow him to be the Gola is the is the fact that we rely on him. We were waiting for him to save us and we rely on him. And uh, it's just Kai Israel taking a long time to get there. And therefore we uh, the we haven't done what we need to do in order to enable Hashem to bring the Gola because we haven't got to the stage that we where we rely on him to bring the Gola. And the Bukhan is asking, explaining this is the last mission in Saita. That it talks about what's going to happen before Mashiach comes, and it gives a whole lot of stories which are going to happen. And then the Gemara says, And then it gives another list. And this is again, And then the third list. And then again, And the question is, why do you have to keep breaking it up? If, if these are all things that are going to happen, bring the whole list in one go, and then afterwards finish off, we have So Bukhan explains, that what need, what's needed to bring the Goyla is that when people come to the recognition that when people get to that stage of realizing we need Hashem, we can't manage without Him, then the Goyla will come. And what the mission is saying is, just the person has how, how long it's going to take people to recognize that, how many Yisurim we're going to have to go through. And therefore, if the first list is good enough to bring us to that point, good, then the Goyla can come then. And if the first list is not enough, then we have to go to the second list and even the third, Okay, so then the Yisurim will keep happening until the will get to that point. I heard from a very variety of Moshe Shapiro's from the Bracha that he said, you see this not just in the mission, see in the Pasuk. When the Pasuk in Hazina talks about everything which is going to happen in the history of Klai Yisrael from the beginning until when Mashiach comes, so at this, the last stage before Hashem raises his hand and promises to bring the Gola, the last pasuk before that, which is what he said is necessary in order for Hashem to do that, bring the Gola is the pasuk says, "See and understand that there's nothing else." And when Klai shall get to that recognition, there's nothing else. Then our Kaddish Baruch brings the Gola. And therefore, the middle which we need in order to enable Hakadosh Baruch Hu to back uh, to work as the Goyal, as the Moshiach, is the middle of the Pitachah. And therefore, the third way we relate to Hashem, we relate to Him as a Melech and have Yira. We relate to Him as a Vinu and have uh, and the relationship through Abba. We relate to Him as the Goyal, as the Moshiach, and when He saves us, and the relationship is with Emunah. We, we, we rely on Him to save us. That's the parasha of Hakadosh and then the first passion of Shema, this is one of the need for us, because it explanation a bit more, is the passion of, of Kadesh. Now there's two features which are different in the passion of Kadesh to the other passions. It also talks about the fact that us going on in time, but it adds two points it doesn't say in the other passions. The one is, in the right at the beginning, it doesn't just talk about the fact that we have to separate uh, first with animals, or um, or prepare to them. It says Kadesh, there's any of being a Kadesh. That's the one point. And the other point is right at the end of the Pasha. It says here, well, it doesn't say by any other dimension of Tefillin. And it gives a reason. 
just like a person can be Makadish in this sense of a Khar, a person can be Makadish a carbon. What does it mean to make something Kaddish? Make something Kaddish. So, the way the Tavarim Akshav explained it, what I'm trying to understand, is that it's Be'asim to return something to its source. At the world, the world was originally Hashem Aretzim And if something, everything is Hashem's, Be'asim is Kaddish. Now, you know, anything which belongs to Hashem is a certain Kaddish. So, at, this, at the original stage, it was Kaddish. Now, Kaddish Baruch allows a person to use it and to, use it, to do things with it and whatever it's going to be. There is no longer Kaddish. It's not designated for Hashem. But if a person chooses to take something and re-designate it to Hashem, it makes it Kaddish again. So, if a person says, this animal is given to me, I could ride it, I could work it, I could eat it even. But I decide now, I'm going to bring it back to Kaddish Baruch then it's Amim Akadish. It goes back to being then in Hashem's Rishus, so to speak, and it goes back to being Kaddish. In other words, the idea of being Makadish something is bringing it back to its source of Kaddish. Because that's where it started from. And the Mr. Shami says this, in this in the, when he talks about the Mirza Kaddish, people can't generate Kaddish. People have said this lots of times. People can't generate Kaddish. A person can't make Kaddish. That's Kaddish and Yashem. Kaddish comes from Hashem. What we can do to make something Kaddish is reconnect it to Hashem. And then just like a person can reconnect an object to Hashem by being dedicated to the base of Migdash for the carbon, a person who dedicates himself to Hashem so that he becomes Kaddish because he's reconnected to a Kaddish Baruch But there's no other source of Kaddish. And therefore, Ba'atzim, the idea of becoming Kaddish is return to source. A return to the source, and that's what makes that's, that's what's Makaddish a person. Makaddish a something. And therefore, the Pasha of Kaddishli is the idea of HaKadosh Baruch and the capacity of the Bayer, of the original Creator. Because that's the source of where we go back to. That's where the Kaddishli comes from. And when, uh, the ability to Makadish something is to return it to the Bayer in some way. And therefore, we, when we refer to HaKadosh Baruch in the fourth way, we refer to him as the Creator, as the original Creator. Now, what's I going to do with the Torah? Naman Tira Torah Hashem B'Fichu. Because this is a site that maybe we need to explore more fully. But the idea is that that the concept of Akadish Baruch as the Bayrein, we know, was created the world through the Torah. Cesare everyone knows that. Staka Baraisa Barama, he created the world through the Torah. But we see that Klape, the Torah, Hashem is the Bayrein too. And therefore, the first thing, the Torah is Kaddish because that's still Shaykh to Akadish Baruch. But the idea is that the, the fact that Hashem chooses to give a person Torah is coming from its own ability to create. And it's not something which is therefore no longer by Hashem like the rest of the world, it's still by Hashem. And if it's still has to give it. It's still Hashem's Torah which a person has to get. And then there's still a Muslim of Akadosh Baruch giving Torah, like we see lots of times. We see the Torah still being by Hashem. And therefore, if it has to be Teres Hashem B'Fichol, 
it's the point of the tefillin is to remember that it's Hashem's Torah. It means it's going to be the fact that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the world's his, the Torah is his, and so you can give it to me. But Lemaisa, the Shorish after right to Hashem is as the one who creates, as the as the Baruch. And this is the important point. And then, how, what's the middle of your relate to Hashem with? If we're looking at Hashem as the Creator, so what's the, what's the way to relate to the Creator? It's very simple. The way to relate to the Creator is to justify the creation. If we understand, we're looking at Hashem, Hashem is the boy, right? And then Hashem created the world for a reason, to do something. Then the, man, the way we relate to Him is, or we make the bread. Are we doing something which justifies His creation? Those are the four ways that people can relate to Hashem. As a melech, as a father, as a goyal, and as a creator. Those are the four words you have written to Hashem, and those are the four parts that's fitting. And Be'etzem, we say this. When we talk about Asher of Hashem in, in the Musaf Kedoshim, so we first talk about Tamarachim, that they say Kodesh and then say Baruch, and then we talk about Ask, Chai Yisrael. And we say, so we say the passage Shema Yisrael, but now we say we're written to Hashem. So we say, these are the four words you write to Hashem. Ve'elekeinu, Ve'elekeinu is the Alek, is the creator. Ve'avinu, Ve'malkeinu, Ve'meshenu. You have all four. Elekein is the creator, Avin is our father, Malkein is our king, Mashiach is the one who saves us. So the four ways that we can relate to Hashem is these, these four ways, and then we eventually will hold them. What's the mean of connecting to the creator? To justify the creation. We can do it to show that we justify Hashem's creation. In other words, the middle is, like we'll see, that we deserve to be created. So the way we relate is Hashem created us, so that we're a Nivra who has to show that we've done, we've done what we need to do to be created. So that's the, the ultimate, that we can Makadish the world, we can ourselves. But anything we do to, to justify our being created is, uh, is better relating to Hashem as the Bari. If you see it, I was created, and the Creator created me for a reason, so whatever, whatever level I get to, I'm justifying that. The ultimate is Kedusha, but I can do it in uh, any stage two there as well. That's outfitting. That's outfitting, which is how we think about Akadish Baruch Hu, and it's the four ways that we can relate to Hashem, which are symbolized in the Tfilin. And if that's the case, then we can try and understand Hashem's Tfilin. Because the concept of Hashem's Tfilin is, we said, if you don't find that Hashem does other mitzvahs, it doesn't say anywhere that Hashem shakes the love, Hashem has a shofar or anything like that, or has a shofar. I mean, she may be Shefer, yes, she has an exception, but another exception. But most times we don't find Hashem does mitzvahs. Why Dafka Batfinin? And the answer is because this has to be reciprocal. Which is if we're relating to Hashem a certain way, then our Kodesh Baruch has to relate to us the same way. So, for example, if we're relating to Hashem as Avinu, he's relating to us as his child. If we're relating to Hashem as Malkin, he's relating to us as his nation. It's a, there's a reciprocal relationship with each one. And therefore, we talk about Kodesh Baruch wearing Tfinin. It doesn't mean physically, but it means is that Hashem responds the way we relate to Him, Hashem responds to us and it is forward Hashem can relate to us too. And if that's the case, then the four psukim which we bring, which are in Hashem's tefillin, describe the four ways Hashem can relate to people. And it's exactly, uh, it's the exact uh, pair in each case of the way we relate to Him. So let's go through them and explain it. The first one is, we're going to start from the end again, we talk about Vahim Shemai. Vahim Shemai is, if, we, if you relate to Hashem as the king who gives, listen, or makes, makes rules that you have to listen to, and threatens with punishment if you don't, or reward if you do. So we said the middle is the year of how we, how we, the nation, relate to the king. So then how does a king relate to his nation? How does a king, so there really a king has two jobs. 
the one is to give those laws. His job is to set up a system for which the everyone's going to keep. So he has to provide the laws, he has to provide the the structure, the system for everyone to keep too. There's a second point also, and that is a king like the Rambam writes in the Hilkes Merachim, part of the king's responsibility is as a king you're responsible for the nation. And if that's the case, there's a, the idea of asking the king for what you need. Asking the king for what you need because he's as a, he's responsible to look after his people. And we know this topic about the two, that the concept of tefillah is always to the melech. The concept is always to the melech because Hashem listens to the tefillahs in his capacity as a king. If he's the king and he's in charge, there's something we need, has to go back to him. So Hashem listens to tefillah in the concept, which is why every bracha needs malchus. Because in the capacity of a king, is Hashem is listening to tefillah. We'll see, there's a different kind of request to the Father. And if that's the case, so then the parasha of in Hashem's Tefillin, which, uh, which corresponds to Vayim Shemaya, corresponds to the relationship of a servants and a king, or king to servants, is the first parasha <coughs> Which the Goy has laws and, and rules which are righteous, like we do. That's Hashem acting as a king to give us, give us mitzvahs, give us instructions. And the second point, and which other nation has Hashem to listen to them like he listens to us whenever we die? That's the king who's listening to Tefillah. And therefore, from Hashem's point of view, being the king means he gives us mitzvahs to do, he listens to Tefillah. So that's the corresponding middah. The corresponding middah of us relating to Hashem as the king is Hashem relates to us as the king, which means number he tells us what to do, and number two, he listens to Tefillah. Both of those things need here. Both of those things need here. Uh, accepting mitzvahs as you know is obvious, that's obvious here but even tefillah there's a where, where, where it's going to be in a person's private relationship with nichas the base mikdash it's always be yirasecha yirasecha or a person has to be omi mitzahira because he's standing in front of a king and therefore tefillah is omi bifnei amelech and that means that yira that's the way a person relates to a king that's the first parasha of atfil which corresponds to Hashem's tefillah the second parasha we spoke about in atfil is the parasha of Shema. And he said, the, the, the unique about Shema is that we say, HaKadosh Baruch is one. And, and, and therefore, Vahavta, there's something special that we can relate to Hashem, which, no, which can't be with anyone else because there is nothing else. And that, that's, that's what the Gemara says, the Baruch is not Hashem Dav. Hashem says, Hashem says, you consider me something that's only one of in the world. And therefore, Hashem says, I'm going to consider you also something which is only one in the world. And yes, he says, I'll make you a khatib achas Now, what's unique about the father? What's unique about the national father? So, again, there's two perspectives. There's the son's perspective to the father, and the father's perspective to the son. So, the son's perspective to the father is, number one, the, uh, the, 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 what's unique about it is, it's an irreplaceable relationship. You only have one father. As opposed to sometimes, for example, a Kodesh Baruch and Kodesh are compared to a husband and a wife. And technically, a person can have more than one wife. But a person can only have one father. It's a good it's a relationship with the Zani and Echot. So, that's the one point. And now the second point. The, we said, the, the middle which is foil, which, which a person's a child meant to feel to their father, is Abba. And that's why, here we have the father of Ahavta. How does, that, how does that reflect from HaKadosh Baruch's perspective to us? In other words, if, if, if for the, the way we relate to Hashem, so what, what's the way Hashem relates to us? 
as a father. So on to his Pashat. It's the same idea. That uh, the relationship with a father isn't based like a melech in rules and on the fact that you can ask me for what you need and the king has the ability to provide. The relationship with a father is that it's echel, which means it's something, you need, that it's something which is one, it's something special about this relationship. And therefore, what, what, what a person does in Teich Avo is before you get asked. Before you get asked. For example, uh, in the open heavens, if, if a lady complains that my husband only helps me after I beg him, that I wasn't to feel that what needs to be done, just do it. Why do you have to always ask for everything first? Now, what's wrong with that? So you asked, he gave you. The answer is it's understood that there's a certain amount of, if you feel close to me, then you know what I want before I ask for it. So why do you have to wait to be asked? Why don't you just do it? And that's, uh, that's what's uh, also we talk about mitzvahs is even mitzvahs which Hashem didn't ask for. If I know what Akkadish Prophet wants me to do, I'm going to do it without being asked. An expression of Ava is I'm doing what I know you want me to do, so I'm not waiting for you to ask, and I'll do it mirosh. And if a person never understands, okay, you know, this is what Hashem would want, so I don't have to wait for him to mitzvah in me. I'll do it mitzvah Ava. And it's the same the other way around. When Hashem gives mitzvah Ava, it doesn't have to wait for us in the same way that, you know, to, 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 to dive in, in a way that we have to get answered. Because Rocha gives. In a way that, that, that that's an expression of Ava. And therefore, what's the, where would the Pasuk be? Which talks about Kaddish Baruch Hu. There's the Ava for Ka Yisrael, reciprocal, up to this level. There's two The first one is the Pasha Pasuk. Umika Amcha Yisrael Goy Echad Varetz. And that's what the Gemara said before. The Hashem, we call Hashem Echad, Hashem calls Asa Echad. Which means, and it's an amazing point. Ba'as the Izanyan Echad. There's only one Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created many of people. So when we say Hashem made Ka Yisrael, Goy Echad, what does it mean? There are lots of other nations in the world too. And the answer is, Hashem, what it means Hashem can be Ka Yisrael, Goy Echad, means we're the only nation who relates to the Son. We're the only nation who relates to the Son. It says, B'ni B'chari Yisrael. Before Mitzrayim. And then afterwards it says, B'ni B'chari Yisrael. So again, B'chari says, that before Matan Torah, maybe Hashem would have related to other nations, could have related to other nations, as B'ni Yisrael, just you B'chari, you were the first. But after Matan Torah, so then that's only by us. No other nation will be called. And therefore it says, B'ni Matan. It's not just B'chari. B'ni Matan, you're the only B'ni, there's no one else. So Hashem had us one, which means that the only nation is prepared to relate to with that relationship is Kaisra. Well. That's the Goyachot Baritz. And there's a second part. And that is what Hashem is prepared to do for us even before we have to ask for it. That's the first person. Ashrech Yisrael Mikamoicha. Ashrech Yisrael, who's lacking? Um, in other words, there's something special. Mikamoicha, who's lacking? There's something special about the way Hashem treats Kaisra, which is how different how he treats everybody else. Hashem is the king over the whole world. And therefore, Ba'atsim, Hashem listens to Tfilah from everybody. But the, the Muslim of Mika there's no one like you, um, which is Hashem gives as a father, that's after the Kaisra. That's the second one. The third one you spoke about is the relate to Akadish Baruch as Mashiach, as the one who saves us. That's the Pasha Ha'ikevicha, and therefore the Emunah. And just like Hashem saved us then, Hashem is going to save us now. Hashem will always save us. And uh, then. That's what causes Hashem to save us. And therefore, if Hashem is acting to us as the Moishiyah, as the Moishiyah, so then that's the Pasuk, it's the first. Hashem ever tried to save anybody else like that? And the answer is that Hashem is prepared to do all that to save you. In other words, Hashem acting as the Moishiyah is willing to come and save Israel with whatever it takes. 
And that's the important point. And that is that uh, part of the Amunna in Hashem is the Mashiach, is the Mashiach in any circumstance. And if that's the case, oh, it's, it, it, it sounds like the, the, the position we're in or the circumstances we're in, it's like it's too difficult. It's, it's much worse than Mitzrayim. It's much more complicated. They're much more... Whatever other factors you're going to add to the equation, it doesn't make a difference. Just like if we talk, Hashem can save us in this situation also. So then what Hashem says, He's going to do it. With Masses, Oisim, Yad Chazakas, whatever it's going to take. That's why we have all the examples of what Hashem can do. He's going to do it to save you. And therefore, Hashem is not limited in that regard. And the more we have the Bithachan in that, so we made it. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu acts to save us in whatever way we need, whatever way it's going to be in order that we should be saved. And yeah, it's also the famous passage that it says uh, in Ishaya. Which was also Hashem tries to hide himself. He doesn't like doing open mis- missing. He doesn't often do crazy answers and things like that. So Hashem is kel mistater. Hashem who hides where he does. It's not so obvious, but in the K Yisrael Moshiach, if it's going to be necessary to save Kai Yisrael, then he'll tell you he'll do other miracles. As in the K Yisrael, he'll be Moshiach. He'll do things which is which are often not missing, which will happen in Mitzrayim. Kol Hashem Ola Hashem Lekech Ab Mitzrayim Leinecha. And that's the bitachon, because the the Emunah in Hashem is not that he can only save us in ways which seem to be normal, and if we don't see any normal way out, and there's no there's no there's no there's no natural way for us to survive, then we give up. That was Yamsuf. We were, we were at a position, we were at a place where we saw no natural way to survive. We didn't know what to do. And the answer is, you have to have a woman that in a case when there's nothing natural to do, Hashem is going to do the unnatural. And when there's no normal way we can think of to survive, so Hashem will do something which isn't in the normal to survive. He'll split the sea. Oh, no one ever dreams on such a thing. But that's the bitachin. The bitachin is, we aren't bound by, there's no normal, there's no reason, solution we can think of, and therefore there isn't a solution. It's other of stuff are coming to the realization that even when we can't think of a solution and there isn't any logical way out of this, Hashem will still find a way to do it. And that's again, as I said, the moon is what enables the Kodesh Baruch to then act like that. And therefore by Mitzrayim, when Hashem says, Emunna, go into the sea, Hashem will make a split. The, the fact that we realize Hashem isn't limited, I mean, Hashem will act in a way which doesn't limit him. So that's the third Pasha. And the third Pasha is Hashem is Mashiachinu. And uh, just as an aside, we can give ourselves a test of how much this is something we're living with. If a person would think, and they say an imam, that in Kolze Achakele Bechoya Mashiach, just think, like, really, Mashiach could come today? So much has to happen before Mashiach can come. The world is like very, very, very far from what it has to be when Mashiach comes. So realistically, is, is there a way that Mashiach could still come today? And you have to say, realistically, there isn't. Realistically, there isn't. There's nothing to... Eklai uh, is very far from where they need to be. The world is very far from where it needs, it needs to be. Uh, I remember, it's, it's more than a year ago already when Russia invaded Ukraine. So I'm going to say that. I don't know which is true. It was in America. So it's pretty spring on Shabbos first. Mashiach is coming. I said, I'll be wearing Shabbos clothes for a long time. Maybe this is the start of something which can eventually bring Mashiach, but it's very, very, very far. And uh, we haven't got much closer in the year since then. But that doesn't mean we're not minimum. Mashiach could come today. A lot has to change, that's true. The Hashem says it's going to happen, will happen. A lot has to change, but it, there's no tabernacle way that it's going to all take place in the next seven hours until Shkirs and that. But Hashem could make it happen. We don't, we don't take away from Hashem the possibility of doing things in a way we wouldn't expect. In a way which isn't natural, and it would still definitely could happen. The dogma. When the Pasuk says that, that whoever is part of Kaishal will come back in Shabbat. 
We think of it today in the normal course of events, very distant. How many people are going to learn doing Shavuot today? Who aren't already holding by being today? have a very few. But if all the warning signs will go up around the world that the atom bomb is flying, people will do Shavuot very fast. Is that a likely thing? Maybe not. Is it possible? It's possible. And if it's not an atom bomb, and if it's an earthquake, and if it's a meteor, and if it was wherever else is going to be, Hashem has enough things at His disposal which He can make things happen very quickly. And therefore, if for whatever reason Hashem wanted to bring Mashiach today, and that's the trivia he's going to have to be mistaken, because he'll do it. There's many people who don't know, there's like five people in America, they don't know, there's not even someone to return to, even if they see it. So, it's not even more than that, but we don't take it away from Hashem to find a way to do it. That's the bitach. That's the third level. And now the last level of, of we started with, of Kaddish. Right. How we relate to Kaddish Baruch as a creator, and therefore we see ourselves as here to justify the creation. We see ourselves here as to make, it wor- make Hashem's creation worthwhile. That's what gives us focus in our life. If we know realize that we need Brian, we created, so what we're doing here is to justify the reason we created. And uh, we just, Kai Israel, are just a fraction of the world population, and we're just a tiny speck in the huge cosmos that Hashem created. And answer, so what? But that's what's going to justify everything else. The fact what Kaddish will do, what what, what Kaddish are meant to do, that that justifies the whole breed. Gemara is all over the place. That for that for that even for the tzaddik, it does what Hashem wanted him to do. So the whole world was worth it for him. And then again, that's a certain revelation to Hashem. That be'etzem being a nivra means I consider that when Hashem created me, it's kedai the whole world for this. And if I'm going to do what she wanted me to do, that justifies the bread. That's ask. That's Kaddish. For the person who's Kaddish, the Apostle is in the Shara Kaddish. For the person who's Kaddish, that justifies the whole bread. He justifies us in creating, that, that's, that's the way we relate to Hashem. He created us, and we get to justify the creation. And now, what's the reciprocal way Hashem relates to us? The same way. If you're going to justify the bread, then the whole bread is there just for you. Exactly. To make you above everything else he created. If you're going to be the one to justify Hashem's, Hashem's creating you, so then you deserve, then, then, then you're above everything else from created, you're the focus which, which, which the world was created for. As the Father says, To make an Am Kodesh. And that's when it goes back to where it started. The Kaddish, is, which is bringing the world back to the Kaddish it's meant to be, when Hashem, from His point of view, sees that you, that you focused on doing, on being justifying the prayer, it'll put you above everything else, but yes, Ha'am Kaddish. You're going to become the Am Kaddish that Hashem wanted you to be. And that's, a, that's the Mitzvah Tfilin. The Mitzvah Tfilin isn't, like we said last time, isn't there to Mechadish something. It's there to keep in focus always the things you're meant to be thinking about. What we're going to in our head is the... Is to symbolize what we're thinking, that it should, our focus should be on the lessons of the Tvil. We should be thinking anyway about Yer Shemayim. It's a Mitzvah Tvilis. Abbas Hashem is a Mitzvah Tvilis. Bitochen, Imun is a Mitzvah Tvilis. The fact that Hashem is a Bayre, Leich Hashem Elekecha, is a Mitzvah Tvilis. All of them, Betzim, this Tvilis is a symbol to remind us of all the things we're meant to be thinking. And what we're meant to be thinking is all the words related to Hashem. The the year, the av, the pitachan, and the focus that he created us for a reason. 
And then inside that, when we were tefillin, so we said, Baruch was tefillin too. Which means Hashem reciprocates. And therefore, the way we relate to Hashem Baruch Hu, those are His tefillin, which is the way it lines up, the way He relates to Hashem Baruch Hu.